Welcome, ladies, to the Real Estate Investor Show, providing inspiration, strategies, and insight to empower women investors to live balanced and financially free lives. Now, here are your co-hosts, Liz and Andressa. So on today's episode, ladies, we have Grindy Barton. She is all about creating an experience for her guests at her short-term rentals. And we talk a lot about theming your short-term rentals and not just theming like on a basic level, but like taking it to a whole nother level and to really then talk about what does that mean in terms of cost and what does that mean in terms of return on investment? So you're going to get a ton from this episode to properly theme your short-term rentals in a way that works financially as well. Absolutely. And when we talk about themes, there's always the cost of it, the return of it. How about insurance? She shared a very horror story (laughs) that they went through it and how she's protecting her company and where is her company going in the future, which is very revolutionary. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. I'm proud to offer premium wireless for just $15 a month. And I'm proud that we have thousands of five-star reviews from customers like Dan D in New York who writes, I am satisfied customer. How can this only be 15 bucks? He wrote it in all caps. I needed you to feel it like he feels it. I hope I did that justice, Dan. And I hope that you try Mint too at mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 for three months required. New subscribers only. Renew for 12 months to lock in savings. Additional taxes, fees, and restrictions apply. See mintmobile.com. TurboTax experts make all your moves count, filing with 100% accuracy and getting your max refund guaranteed. So whether you started a podcast, side hustled your way to some extra income, flipped a house, or finally bought your first rental property, your moves made a big difference in your life last year. Now it's time to make the most of your moves. Switch to TurboTax and make your moves count. See guarantee details at TurboTax.com guarantees. TurboTax.com guarantees. Experts only available with TurboTax Live. Welcome back, ladies. This is Liz. This is Andressa. Welcome back to the Real Estate Investor Show, where our mission is to empower women to live a financially free and balanced life. And we do that, right, Andressa, by interviewing some amazing, amazing women week after week. So, Brindy Barton, thanks for being here and sharing your expertise with us and all the women listening. Thank you so much for having me. It's awesome. I'm so excited. Yeah, excited to jump into her story and what we're going to talk about with her and themes and short-term rentals and just a very hot topic right now, investing niche. So excited to, to talk about that. We always like to do with all of you wonderful women and men who listen to our show is just get connected with you and share something very quick. Andres and I are big fans of going deep but brief in life. So we, we're very mindful of the time you have. So thank you for joining us for another week. So Andres is up for sharing something coming up for her that will hopefully help you and your life and your day-to-day world. So what's coming up for you, Andressa? Well, Mondays are always interesting days, right? But Tuesday, we record our podcast on Wednesday, but Tuesday looked like a Monday to me yesterday. <laughs> it was a, it's a quote-unquote a funny day to me because I have a very tight schedule and I didn't have internet. So, and I just moved to my new house and I was dealing with our internet company for quite some time over the phone. And it was really, really frustrating because the tech support is its funny, right? When you're talking to tech people, first of all, there's zero customer service with tech folks. That's one thing. And the other part is that they talk to you as if you're like a dumb 
person. I was like, wait a minute, sir. Sir, I did sales for Verizon. So you can skip that part about telling me the technical portions because I sold what you're telling me right now. And one thing that I'm going to tell you that's not going to happen is you're going to tell me that the problem is with my equipment right now because I know it isn't. And it's just a hot potato that you're throwing into my lap so you can just get out of this ticket. Before I, I lose with this guy after hours and hours, I said, listen, I had to, to do two things, right? Number one is like check with myself and say, listen, I need to switch my energy here and like reassess. And I said to him, listen, it sounds like you did everything in your in your power at this moment, right? I really need to take it to the next level over here. And I appreciate your, your support, but I understand there's limitations of what you can and you cannot do for me. One thing that I'm going to say is you telling me, I'm sorry, we cannot help you. That's not going to work, right? So I need you to bring it up. And then I got bad freaking ass women on the phone that resolved my problem in five minutes. So the moral of the story is talk to women. <laughs> no, just kidding. The moral of the story is that are you talking to the right people, first of all, right? When we're buying and selling houses, are you talking to the decision makers? Otherwise, you're wasting your time over there. The second part of this situation is that I ask her a couple of things. I don't know what they're able or capable or willing to do, right? And I said, listen, this is my problem. And she was customer service oriented from like high level. She paraphrased what I was saying. So she said, is this, did I get it? I was like, yeah, you got it. I was like, okay, you talked to the right person. And then in five minutes, she said, I'm going to give you a brand new router and extender and you can pick it up for free in a location 10 minutes from your house today. And I was like, and I just wasted my freaking entire day talking to this person, cancel meetings and everything else. And that was it. So talk to the right person. And there's always a possibility. And I got everything that I needed for free. I'm not saying that every time you're going to get that, but just accepting somebody's quote unquote sentence, I just don't accept it. It's like, you, that's not going to cut. You're just going to throw this hot potato in my hand. I'm going to throw it back to you. So what else? Think about possibilities. What is another possibility that I can create over here? right? We don't know. We just need to start talking and asking people, what can you do for me? What else can you do for me? What can we do over here to resolve this today? Because I told her, what can you do so we can resolve this today, the latest tomorrow? Because I don't want to cancel my podcast interviews. Love so it. she knew that the time was there and got it. I don't know if that's a woman thing or not, but we just get things done. I just felt that she's like, I'm not going to waste my time, 30 minutes talking to you here. I'm just going to do what I I am able and capable and I know I can do it and go for it. Yeah. <laughs> like, I love it. Can my, I just talk to phrase. the woman in your team? <laughs> exactly. Moral of the story. <laughs> so I think for me too, and I'm on the phone with people and I don't like what I'm hearing. I'm like, no, that's not going to work. That's just not going to work. I'm going to need to talk to someone else. And I say it really nicely. I say it really quietly and calmly because I have my blood, my Italian blood is boiling, but I keep it at bay. And I'm like, that's just not going to work. So who else can I talk to so we can get some other possibilities? That's my favorite Funny way enough. of like saying, I just want to say something else that's inappropriate. That's not going to get me what I want. Exactly, right? Yeah. 
And then later on, I needed to schedule my car inspection, right? And I said, I'm in a new neighborhood. I don't know anybody here. And I said, Jesus, please, God, bless me with somebody. And I got the most lovely person ever on the phone. This, I believe he is an old gentleman. He could say anything to me and I'll say yes to him. I'm going to tell that to him. We started talking about eyelashes. I don't know how we got into that. I'm meeting him next week. I'll let you guys know how it goes. But he couldn't do it the day that I I needed. Anyway, he ended up scheduling you to the day that he could, at the time that he could. And I say yes to everything he said. He has like a magic spell. I'm going to ask him, do you want to work for us? (laughs) But you did something really important that I think is a really good lesson. And I want to introduce Brindy to our show here. You went into that call with an intention. Uh You know, you prayed. Yeah. People, some people pray, some people just say whatever you want to say, how you want to say it, secular, not secular, whatever works for you and your beliefs. Right. But going in with that intention, I think is really, really critical. So you're getting some great people (laughs) in your new community. It's awesome. Keep us posted. He recommended a fish place for me to get fresh fish. We talk about lashes. Look at that. (laughs) I'm going to, I'm going to adopt him as my grandpa. There you go. There you go. I love it. I love it. So without further ado, uh, Brindy, thanks again for being here. I love your journey. I know your focus is short-term rentals and you probably have a bunch of other experiences. I know most most of us, right, have a focus, but we've done other things too. But um, we always like to kick things off before we get into your all the great suggestions you're going to have about themes for short-term rentals, which I'm I'm personally and selfishly so excited to learn and, and experience with you. Share with us where this all began for you. You've been doing this for 10 years. So tell us not just where it began, but what was the inspiration for you to begin investing in real estate? Yeah. So for me, it all started because I was working full-time in corporate America and I was young. I was only 21 at the time, but I knew that I wanted a family. I got married young, so I was a newlywed and we wanted to figure out a way that we could start creating passive income. So that way, when we have children, I have the flexibility to be home and not be tied to a nine to five or at the time I was traveling 50% of the time. For And so um, that was my inspiration was I want to have control of my life. I want to have a family and I want to be able to both achieve something great in the world and in the business world and have children. So um, we started with long-term just investments. So duplexes and condos and fourplexes and stuff like that. Then we started adding flipping houses. And then we got into vacation rentals, kind of an accident. Our now business partner hired us to create a vacation rental for him. And then it went so well that he came back and said, let's make a whole business out of it. And it made sense because the numbers were there. It was more successful financially than our other parts of real estate. We also did a little bit of commercial too. Um, So we kind of dabbled in all these things for years before getting into vacation rentals. And then we fell in love with the industry. We can uh, make the financials work. We can build a brand in an up-and-coming market that's very unique because vacation rentals are all the rage right now. And then I also can really incorporate some really fun designs in my creative side. So that's how I ended up where I am right now. I love it because Airbnb, it's all about the experience and the customer service and all all of it, right? Otherwise, people can go to a freaking boring hotel and just get nothing out of it. Right. So that's that's why I think that one of the biggest mistakes that investors make when doing short term rentals is, quote unquote, duplicating the hotel and not there's no personality. I am not saying, wait a minute, I am not saying, everybody, for you to put your personality, your, you know, if you like cats, 
Don't put cats across. <laughs> right? That's not what I'm saying. That's not what I'm saying. Okay? But what I'm saying is that there are so many properties that they don't have. It's just like a bedroom, a bathroom, a living room with regular decor, barely have any. So there's no experience involved. So I wanted to dive in into that with you. How do we make a successful experience for guests? Yeah, and that's exactly what our focus is. In fact, our slogan is don't just stay experienced. So at Loma Homes, we try to make every stay an experience unique to whatever location you're going. So right now we're focused in Orlando, Florida, near Disney and all the theme parks. And then also in like the Destin, Gold Coast area, which are like beach houses. Now, what do people want when they go to the location that you are hosting in? Because if you're going to go to Disney, you're looking for like a family trip, an experience for your kids, building memories, that whole theme park. So we thought, how do we stand out and how do we create the best experience for our guests? And when you're in Orlando, we build on the theme park. So we made a house into a theme park, essentially. So when you stay in our homes in Orlando, they have spaceships, they have fog machines, they have dinosaurs and interactive games. And we really tried to look at what other people were doing successfully that were on Airbnb and do it better. And then really look at what our specific guests want. So it's not going to be the same everywhere. If you stick a dinosaur house in like the Smoky Mountains, that may not be the appeal because people are going there to go hiking at the national parks. So you got to really get specific on your market. Do your research on what are the best performing Airbnbs. Talk to tourists and guests of what they're wanting and build what people want to create the experience they want on that specific trip. That's great. And I think to your point, what are the best performing Airbnbs is research to your point, like to do, and then you build upon that. So, you know, I'm curious though, when you think of like, when you actually design, let's just go, you know, focus. So the dinosaurs, like, do you, is it more pictures? Do you actually have like, I'm going to be really stupid here, but like, do you have like physical dinosaurs in the property? I mean, I'm like, what is important from a doing it better and more like, that's an experience. Do you go to a dollar store? Is that what you ask? What's that? Do you go to a dollar store? (laughs) We'll go to a dollar store. And buy everything dinosaur that she sees is like no 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 I would I would partner or hire someone to help me design anything I'm not a, I'm not a person who I'm really bad at designing so you need to come to like my personal residence quite honestly I need help with that but I'm just curious like when when I'm hearing this and I'm like thinking about a theme one that does a little overwhelm me because I'm like oh I can't even create a theme for my daughter's fifth birthday but like specifics here is it like physical things is it like colors like what goes into just from again like a complete person who's not the most most design oriented what can they do so they know they're creating that theme that they want to attract people i'm just curious to get your your design expertise honestly this is like speaking my language i'm one of the founders of the homes but i'm also the design manager and this is my favorite part is designing the homes so when we're talking about our orlando homes that are very extreme themed I'd start with like inspiration from pictures. So I will just do research. If I'm doing a dinosaur house, I do research on dinosaurs. I actually come up with a theme for every room. Like we want to make this theme into an extinction room. So we want a volcano. I want another room that's all about like long necks and being in a tree house. And that's like super friendly and kid 
um, where it's not like scary T-Rexes. So I kind of get inspiration from photos or um, what things are popular or whatnot. But then I work with partners, just like you said. I can come up and dream things, but I cannot necessarily paint a dinosaur. And we do a mix. We work with a company that we've worked with a couple of companies and they specialize in theming. So they're, they're the people who build theme parks, haunted houses, children's museums, stuff like that. And we, every single wall in all of our bedrooms and like themed out areas are muraled all the way around. So it's an immersive experience. And then we have 3D and special effect elements on top of that. So we have custom made beds, for example, in the volcano room. It's actually a custom made bed that looks like a volcano. And then it has smoke, which is a, a humidifier. So it's water that the actual volcano smokes. And then all the walls are like dinosaurs running. And then the ceiling is a meteor shower. So our idea is that you walk into the house and you feel like you're a character in a whole other world, that you're telling the story and walking through the jungles back in time with dinosaurs. And that's what I'm trying to achieve is how do I make this immersive experience when they walk in? So I come up with ideas and then I go back and forth with our actual company that builds it out on what is possible. What other things do you think that I missed that could make this experience perfect for our guests? And that's really where the magic happened is collaborating with people who are experts. So I'm going to play devil's advocate because I'm I'm much more experienced on the long-term rental properties, multifamily. And why I'm saying that is it's almost like, okay, what renovations do we need to make to this apartment? Definitely to differentiate ourselves from other apartment buildings, to make this the best experience. But, you know, to that level, it's not that level, right? We're not, we're not putting theme parks in the apartment complex and in, in the units. We're we're literally renovating to a great product to who our customer is, and, and we do that. So, how do you know? Because when you talk about design and what you just said, like I want to stay there, of course. But then I think about the cost, right? Most investors <laughs> are like ding, 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 like the, the dollar signs just appeared in my head very quickly. So, I'm curious. Has that given you that extra return? Like, have you analyzed that? Okay, we put XYZ into that property, which cost, I don't know, a thousand to 10 more than uh, maybe something we we didn't have to do, or maybe just scaled it down a little bit. And what return has that given me over time? Like, and I'm curious, like, how, how do women listening make that decision? How do they make that analysis so that, you know, they're, they're renovating accordingly, just like we talk about in multifamily, right? You don't want to over-renovate, um, yeah. but you don't want to under-renovate. So do you go down the same path in terms of cost and, and the, the impact it's making on your ROI? Yes, 100%. And that's a really good point because it depends on your market. And everything we do is data-driven. At Loma Homes, you actually see the beautiful houses, whatever. But there is so much research and data that goes in behind the scenes of what kind of house we're buying, the location we're buying, the neighborhood we're buying. Um, everything is very calculated. So we think through that. We have very specific budgets of um, what we can spend to get the return we want. But we know from doing research in the Orlando market and knowing that what the quality products we make is that we can charge double what the average house in that same area and same size is making. So if we can charge double, we know we make this amount of revenue. So how much are we allowed to put into the investment? And that's the math we do. But on the other hand, um, you'll notice like our beach houses, it would not be worth the money to spend a hundred thousand or a couple hundred thousand dollars. Cause that's what it costs for theming is like you're looking at hundreds of thousands, right? So why would I go and put $100,000 in putting dinosaurs in a beach house when people aren't willing to pay more? Because that's not what they're going on vacation for. So we make our beach houses renovated and beautiful and they're professionally interior designed and themed out, but to a much lesser extent. So we'll have a pirate themed house 
and it's beautifully decorated and we do like renovate all the bathrooms and so they all have like the feel so it's like black and white stonework and kind of feels like a grotto we put pirate flags and a lot of decor and hints to it so it's very classy and feels like you're having the experience but on a much smaller budget than having to custom build pirate ships and pirates that go in your house so you have to look at your market and before you even get to the renovation budget you look at what your revenue is going to be so if i need to make a house that's this quality to achieve this price does it pay off if you're going to put all the money into it and it doesn't return it it's not worth the effort and the money so that's like the number one rule is make sure the returns are there before you go and design anything so you you basically work like backwards, right? Mm-hmm. And then then go from there. What I wanted to also talk to to the ladies that if you're in the city, for example, Philadelphia, right? We can do Disney theme here. Don't say this is crazy, crazy person, or or something like that. But we can certainly customize. For example, I'll give an example. We had one that was target to family. Family with pets. So we have different things, toys for the kids, stores for the pets, gates. Was, was, I forgot the name of them. When you put the kid inside, like a bouncy thing. I forgot the name of that. Got different tools and to support the family while, while they're there. It's not a custom to the, the brand is, is telling you guys, but also differentiate you from your competition because you're really targeting to those those women. My question to you is, you put all the, the decoration and the custom design in, how do you ensure that that does not get damaged? And, and <laughs> Right? Because or yep. the cleaning part, and if somebody comes and destroys the freaking part ship, and then I was like, oh my gosh, I have another family coming in in three hours, four hours. How do you manage that? Yeah, it's a great question. And it is definitely a risk. What we do is have a lot of insurance. <laughs> so we have normal property insurance, and then we put liability insurance on it, which I, we did on all of our real estate beforehand. The extra layer that we do is we use a company called Property Protect that does rental insurance as well. So they will cover guest damages. It's Currently, it's $5 a night anytime a guest stays, but it covers that if someone does damage, like, you know, they do $4,000 of damage on these things that are not necessarily like attached to the home, it will pay for it. That being said, we are just doing our first claim right now because we had a spring break rager recently. And it's the name of the game. It happens sometimes. But that's our first one in two years that we've actually had to do a claim on. So I'm surprised that there's not more damage. But part of the reason is as you get to a higher price point, you usually get a better quality of guests. So we recognized early on that if we cut prices super low just to get people in it, we then had damage. We had parties. We had problems. You'll actually often make more money staying in a higher price point and creating a product that's a higher price point. So that way you get good quality guests. I completely agree with you. The properties that I had issues were the ones that had a lower price point per per night. Talk to me about what happened because I, I bet everybody's curious <laughs> about the horror story. Yeah. So this one actually was in Panama City Beach. So luckily it wasn't the extreme themed one, but it was it was a sailor and nautical themed. So and it was just recently done. It launched this summer. So it's only a few months old and it is beautiful. I love this house. Like we have blue cabinets and we have like a bunch of nautical things and tables and like decor that just really ties it in, like beautiful wallpaper with boats and stuff on it. 
So it's a normal house, but it's been renovated. Well, we do a lot of try to like we try to screen for like making sure people are older and not in large groups, whatever, but people lie and people can work the system and they get in there. So we had a group of spring breakers, which is a common problem in like beach towns that are driving distance from colleges and stuff. So we had a group of spring breakers that threw a giant party. They broke two beds, two TVs, our kitchen table, stained lots of stuff, broke half the dishes. Like there were lots of unmentionable gross items that had to be cleaned up. And it was like, it was not fun. Like that's not the reason you get into it. It's not for that, like cleaning up other people's party messes. But unfortunately, it is an occasional problem that you want to do as much as you can to avoid, but it will still happen occasionally. And so it was a bummer, but you just take it in stride and you do what you can to prevent it. And then you have the insurance. So now we're working through filing an insurance claim and trying to work with Airbnb to collect it and whatnot to reimburse. But overall, if you build your numbers in, you just count for that. Say, hey, we're going to have this much in guest damages. If the revenue still makes sense, it's okay that you have headaches along the way. Yeah, it's part of doing business, right? I'm curious, based on that experience, did you implement something new or would you have done something different or you were going to keep the same? And we haven't done like a management powwow after this to see if there's something different, but I think we do really well. And I don't do the property management. I do the designs, the real estate side, and my business partner does property management. He's done a really good job at like screening the best we can, putting the insurance in place, putting the cleaners in place who are accountable, taking pictures of damages. So we have everything set up to, I think, handle the situation the best you can. And the reality is that there's no way to avoid it 100%. Um, there's still people. You deal with people. People can lie. People can work the system. And occasionally, a bad one will get through. So hopefully, we can come up with something to help prevent it. But I, I'm not sure that it's always 100% preventable. Sure. Yeah. We, we wish those things can be 100% preventable, but sometimes they're not. I'm, I'm curious to, to get your thoughts, though. So the, the beach community. Mm-hmm. You know, I get Orlando and, you know, extreme themed. That just makes complete sense, right? I never thought about beds could be, you know, different characters. That's cool. Um, but in the beach areas or the Smoky Mountains, which is a very popular area for, for, for short-term rentals, what are some of the questions that women can ask themselves as they jump into that area? And then they're assessing the market. They're assessing the potential customer. You clearly walk in and go, I think you said earlier, what what experience do we want this, you know, person, family, um, guest to have? What are other questions or what are other kind of like, you know, success criteria? And Justin and I like to talk about when you go into a market to assess, you know, what might be the theme here? What can we provide here? Are there certain places that you go to do the research? Are there, you know, what, what's your kind of like, I do these four things usually if I'm, you know, really trying to assess the right theme for this particular area so we can be above bar and be above our competition. Uh, the number one thing is that you don't always have to reinvent the wheel. Find what other people are doing and do it better. So the number one question is, what is already successful in this market? So just like in normal real estate, when you're looking to buy a house, you're looking at comps and trying to like, if you're going to flip a house, you want to see what, what do houses have that are selling really well? And how can I create that to that way I can sell it at the same level? Same idea of vacation rentals. You go and look on Airbnb, VRBO, and say, hey, what are the top performing um, rentals? And what do they have? And we'll make a list. We, and we use different tools. Price Labs and AirDNA are really good where they scrape data and they can tell you um, what average revenues and occupancy rate are. 
Um, they can tell you the top performing Airbnbs. So we go and look at the top 10% of performing Airbnbs in the market. And we'll make a list of like, hey, the best performing Airbnbs in this area have a pool. They have, for example, we looked at Nashville. And in Nashville, there's a lot of people who are going there for bachelor parties and bachelorette parties. And of course, the country scene. So if you look through the reviews of those top performing ones, what are people raving about? Like, oh, this was such a fun vibe for my bachelorette party. And if you see like recurring themes in those top properties, think, okay, now I'm finding out what people love when they come here. And you look at the size of the houses and the on the number side, the other is looking at the revenue versus the purchase price of the house. You want to find the best ratio there. So a lot of times the bigger houses actually do better because A, there's less competition because there's not as many like five bedroom houses as one bedrooms because you've got all the people who are just renting one or two. And you're not competing with hotels as much because in a five-bedroom house, that would take five hotel rooms, right? So look at that ratio on the number side of what size house performs best in the area compared to the purchase price. And then also, what are those successful Airbnbs doing? And how can you replicate that, but do it even better? So we saw in Orlando that the themed houses were doing well, but half of those themed houses had like stickers on the wall and they just bought a Mickey Mouse bedspread and put it out. And we're like, oh, we could do this way cooler. So we kind of took it up a notch and figured out how we can make a fully immersive experience. And it paid off because then we surpassed even the revenue that they were doing. In terms of legislation, right? Things things change, what it's uh, available or allowed might might change. Do you guys also run like a plan B as long-term rental when you're analyzing the, the property just in case if the legislation changed? Yes. And all of our real estate, even before I got into vacation rentals, I feel like you have to have a plan B. You have to have multiple exit strategies. So whether that means you're going to sell the property or long-term rent it, we do want to think that through and also assess the risk. So when you're looking at a market, that's a really important thing to look at. In Orlando, we know that the tourist area, they have set rules. They've been in place for years. The odds of them changing it is very slim because if they were to like outlaw vacation rentals, their economy would suffer, right? So we know in Orlando, the odds are very slim. So we did these extreme themed ones and it somewhat pigeonholes us into a vacation rental because a normal house isn't going to want a dinosaur house. But we took that risk on because we know that it's a very secure rental market. Now, if you're going to a market that does not have any regulation, that is a red flag because that means they haven't established it yet. And with Airbnbs growing, a lot of places end up having citizens and neighbors who start being frustrated by parties or whatever. And so inevitably, most areas will end up with some sort of regulation. So you just got to take into account, if you're going into a newer vacation rental market, you need to have that backup plan because your risk is higher. For us, we like to have established markets because we want the security to do vacation rentals. So that's one of our criteria. It doesn't have to be. And we still look at backup plans and make sure we're not overbuying. But we do like the secured legislative areas. Yeah, that's a great tip. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile with a message for everyone paying big wireless way too much. Please, for the love of everything good in this world, stop. With Mint, you can get premium wireless for just $15 a month. Of course, if you enjoy overpaying, no judgments, but that's weird. Okay, one judgment. Anyway, give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 for three months required. New subscribers only. Renew for 12 months to lock in savings. Additional taxes, fees, and restrictions apply. See mintmobile.com. 
No matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax experts make your moves count. Bought a rental? That's a move. Made some serious stock gains? That's a move. Quit your job to go full-time on your side hustle? That's a move. Relocated for a fresh start? Okay, that's literally a move. Your moves made a big difference in your life last year. Now it's time to make the most of your moves. Whether you moved on from a job, made moves in your own business, did some side hustling, or house flipped your way to financial freedom, TurboTax experts make all your moves count, getting you every credit and deduction that you deserve, filing with 100% accuracy, and getting your max refund guaranteed. Switch to TurboTax. Make your moves. TurboTax will make them count. See guarantee details at TurboTax.com guarantees. TurboTax.com guarantees. Experts only available with TurboTax Live. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. I'm proud to offer premium wireless for just $15 a month. And I'm proud that we have thousands of five-star reviews from customers like Dan D. in New York who writes, I am satisfied customer. How can this only be 15 bucks? He wrote it in all caps. I needed you to feel it like he feels it. I hope I did that justice, Dan. And I hope that you try Mint too at mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 for three months required. New subscribers only. Renew for 12 months to lock in savings. Additional taxes, fees, and restrictions apply. See mintmobile.com. You know, the other big question that's on my mind is, you know, women listening, you know, they're they're just waiting for the opportunity to get a deal under under contract, right? They don't need to be sold on on the great benefits of, especially since COVID, right? Of of finding a great vacation rental. I mean, if you pulled most women in our community and membership anywhere, who wants a vacation rental? To uh, you know, I think most women would say yes. You know, I don't think it's like a a hard sell. But a lot of women who are really actively looking in various markets are just struggling to find those opportunities, especially right now. So I'm curious, with your experience, what have been some creative ways that you've uncovered opportunities, uncovered you know deals? Have you still worked with realtors? Are you doing some like guerrilla marketing, something different than no one's talking about? I'm just curious to get into your you know your mind around that because a lot of women are struggling to even just secure the property. Yeah, the market is hard right now because prices are just going through the roof. My husband is an agent, so he works for us on the acquisition side. Interestingly, in the when we did flipping, we bought a lot of wholesale properties, a lot of off-market. Since we've done vacation rentals, every, almost every house has been an MLS or it was owned by someone who we already bought a property from on the MLS, so they had more. So the first thing to do is don't discount the MLS. You have to dig. You have to look through more. But there are still options out there. And then the second thing is talking to people. So a lot of times, one a real estate investor has multiple properties. So if you buy one property firm, be like, hey, do you have any other in your portfolio you're looking to sell? So what started with one property for us ended up being six from all the same owner. So talk and put just put it out there. For us in vacation rentals, we really specialize in adding value. So we have the Yale letters and stuff, but MLS has worked out okay because we get creative. For example, we have a property right now that's under construction, and um, it was really hard to find a good value at a house that's like just turnkey ready. So we thought out of the box, and I found this duplex where it's a two-bedroom on each side, so it's a total of a four-bedroom house side-by-side duplex. But we know, according to our research, that we need a larger, like, larger house. The bigger the house in the Gulf Coast area, almost the better it does. So... How can we take this small side-by-side duplex and make it into what we need? Well, let's, the land was relatively large, so we're doubling the square footage, tearing down all the walls, combine them into a single-family house, and we're making this into a nine-bedroom single-family home. It's a block from the beach, and according to our research, it needs a pool to perform the best juice. We're also going to add a pool and a hot tub in the back. So we took this ugly 
property that was a duplex falling down that was a long-term rental. And we're giving it a $350,000 remodel. But by doing that, we're now doubling or more the value of the home. So it's all about the numbers. For us, we're okay getting creative and putting that sweat equity in to like add value to a property because you can't really find turnkey properties that are a good investment or they're very hard to find right now. So you just got to get creative. In terms of the financing, right? I think I feel that I feel that a couple of years ago when when we talked about short-term rental with uh, regular traditional lenders, they're like, oh, we don't do that or that's so so risky. Did that change in your in your perspective or we still have a, a long way to go? Both. It is hard, but the industry is slowly starting to catch up. There's very limited lenders that will do a um, short-term rental investment, but we have found some. Right now, we work a lot with Vizio, which does do long-term loans for investments. And they actually will do your, like, your debt service coverage ratio based on what your long-term rent is, which is hard to come by. So I would check them out, but there's also new ones coming up on the market. Like we use this company called Fund That Flip and we do the Burr strategy with our vacation rentals. So at this point, all of our rentals are, I mean, all of our properties are purchased initially on a 12 month like renovation loan because we're doing the value add thing. Then we renovate it. Then we put it on a Vizio loan long-term. Fund That Flip is working on coming out with a long-term solution too. So that'd be awesome. So you can just keep it all in-house with one lender. Uh, but there are more banks coming. Um, we've talked to a million and We've tried out quite a few, and those two are our favorites right now. But the, the market's always changing and finally starting to catch up. Great. Yeah, Fun That Flip has been uh, one of our sponsors and supporters since we've launched our podcast. So, Oh, I didn't even realize that, yeah, but we love them. Big fans, of, big fans of Fun That Flip. They're great, great people, too. So what's next for you? I'm curious. Like, you know, you got these, you have a, a, a number of, of short-term rentals. What's next for you? Are you looking to do more of that? Are you looking to do something different? It's always interesting to see someone grow their portfolio, do something really well. And are they going to keep doing that? Are they doing something different? You know, just to get into your mindset of like, what's next for you? Yeah. So for us, uh, my husband and I do real estate together for the last 10 years. Our vacation rental company has a third partner. His name is Jeff. So for three years, we've worked with Jeff as well. But we decided once our first two properties went well, um, we liquidated, my husband and I liquidated all of our other assets. So we had 75 rental units. We had been flipping multiple houses a year. And we decided that we were stretched thin and we could either keep doing this and all of them were going fine or focus and be really good at one thing. And so we decided collectively that we all wanted to go full-time focused on Loma Homes, our vacation rental venture. So we liquidated all of our other rentals and our partner, Jeff, quit his full-time job because he came from more of a corporate America side. And we're all invested in this. And our business plan is to build a vacation rental brand that is known. Like right now, a lot of vacation rentals are like hit or miss. There's a few people here and there. But then the hotel industry, you have like the Marriott. You know that you know where, matter what city you go to or location, it's a reliable, good hotel room. We want that to be part of Loma Homes, that you can experience different vacations in different types of the U.S. And they're going to be like a mountain experience, a beach experience, a theme park experience. So we want to offer that where you know that you're going to have a reliable, fun experience by staying at any Loma Homes. So that's our goal right now is expanding to more markets. We are all very focused on building that brand and making a a variety of unique experiences. Now, on the background, part of our business model on the financial side of being transparent is that our goal is to take these assets that we're purchasing at a residential rate 
and we will end up selling them as a portfolio on a commercial rate. And that's part of the profitability for us is A, we're building very profitable vacation rentals that are cash flowing. But in the end, we're making more profit when we go to sell them because we can take a property that's just valued by comps and appraisals. And when you bundle them together and create a business, you can sell them at a cap rate because you're now selling a business. So flipping houses essentially from a residential into a cap is one of our goals. And it's a newer thing, especially in the vacational market, but it's starting to happen. And we've even already had some conversations with people interested. So that's our goal is to build this brand and then be able to actually start selling the assets as caps. And then we'll see where it goes from there. Love that. I know. I I love your answer that it wasn't like, I'm going to buy one more vacation rental. <laughs> you got a real, a real vision. And I love that. I think that that's so true for all niches. Just really quick, ladies. You know, so one of the reasons why we are focused on a number of markets, um, and we just went all in on Kentucky and North Carolina as two of our markets that we buy multifamily. Yes, we know the market. Yes, we have a property manager on 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 site already. Yes, there's just like, you know, just you're you're more apt to do well because you know the area so well and you have the team in place. But the other reason is for for, you know, as as you look to sell these assets, you know a buyer is going to come in and go, well, you just have one building here. How many buildings you have? That's going to really be very advantageous for certain buyers one day where they can go in to Lexington, Kentucky and buy 2000 units versus one building. So to your point, you know, remember that ladies, when you're buying and there's such power in buying in an area, it's not just because it's easier for you. And it actually makes more sense financially, but it actually from a, a sale perspective and, a, and an exit perspective, it, it, it makes much more advantageous to certain buyers. You become much more interesting to certain buyers than if you had one property. So great, great points you're making. Brindy, where can the ladies listening learn more about you and connect with you further? Yeah, um, you can follow our company website at Loma, L-O-M-A-homes.com. And our Instagram for the company is at Loma Homes. Uh, my husband and my Instagram is at our flipping family. Um, and that's one we've had for years and kind of shows all the things we do in real estate. Awesome. And all this information you guys can find on our show notes. Now we're going to transition to our fabulous three questions. And the first one is, what's the most transformational book you ever read? I think right now, and it goes on topic of what we just talked about, is The One Thing. That is one of the books that helped us decide to go all in on Loma Homes. As we are in seven states, we had these 75 units, we were stretching ourselves so thin, and we were doing decent. But it was a lot more work, and we weren't getting great at a specific thing. So I'd recommend The One Thing. I love it. I love The One Thing because it's Jay Papa Sons. And then our lovely friend, Wendy Papasan. <laughs> so I always say the wives probably help out with the books. So it should be her too. It's just going to be on our investor uh, con. She's going to be one of our speakers. You cannot miss Wendy's. Every time that we talk to her, right, Liz? We gain so much yeah. wisdom out of her. She's amazing. The second question is, what's the most powerful routine that you do to create a financially free and balanced life? I think consistency. And that's hard to achieve for my lifestyle, balancing children and work and managing a business. But having consistency where every day you know that you're going to be whatever your checklists are. So like starting your routine, you get your your coffee or whatever. In my case, I love this like hot chocolate. And then I check my email and then I um, work with managing my employees. And then I work, dive into um, what it is that my projects are that day. 
I think creating that consistency is what will help you be successful because all it takes is a little bit every day that builds a business. And it, it seems like, oh, I may not have accomplished a lot today because I didn't like buy a house today. But if you're consistent in whatever it is, whether that's like your marketing, it's doing it every single day, make your consistent, like just create that habit and have that consistency every day. The last question is, which woman, famous oh, which or woman? not, has inspired you the most? Oh, I think, and I'm trying to think about these famous people and the ones that come into my mind are the not famous. And so I, I'm going to have okay. to lean on that side of it. That I, I would say that my mom and my legacy before me has inspired me a lot. I come from a family that has very strong women. Like even my grandma and like my older generations have gone to like really put high value on education and bettering yourself when it wasn't even popular in that time period. So I feel like I was raised knowing that I could do and be anything that I wanted. That from a young age, my mom showed me that you work hard, you can achieve your things and anything you want. And so I would have to, even though it's probably a typical answer, I would have to say like my mom and the legacy of women in my family really inspires and pushes me to be successful at being a mom, at being a business owner and real estate investor and anything I do in life. Wonderful. Love it. Love it. Brindy, thank you so much for being on our show, sharing all your great insight. Very exciting. Excited to see you grow this empire. So thanks for being here and thanks for uh, all your time and your expertise. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you. If you enjoyed this podcast and want to receive updates on our next interviews, go to our website, therealestateinvestor.com. There, you can subscribe to our show, become part of our investor community, and get updates on upcoming episodes. If you like our show, please share it with other women who would benefit. And don't forget to leave us a rating on iTunes. We'd really appreciate it. And as always, we encourage you to take one action as a result of today's show and put it into motion so you can live both a financially free and balanced life. Thanks for spending time with us. Ciao.